Ironman triathlons and triathlons in general. What are they? What does training look like? And might this be an endeavor or a challenge that you could take on? We're talking about all things swim, bike, run in this episode. So snap on your swim cap or diving in. (laughs) Hey mama, welcome to the tough love mom podcast. I know you're here because you're ready to get consistent and finally lose that weight. And you're not afraid of a little tough love. You know what to do to lose weight, but following through on those things feels impossible. You wish you could just feel like your strong, confident self again and want to be a good example for your little ones, but you get thrown off by mom guilt and the unpredictability of motherhood. It's frustrating. Taking on your journey postpartum is hard, but it's not impossible. Hey, I'm Liz and I've been where you are. I gained a lot of weight in my pregnancies. 90 pounds and then 60 pounds. I needed to lose that weight to take control of my health and honestly just wanted to feel like myself again. With a sustainable approach to weight loss, simple consistency, and working on my mindset, I lost it all in just over a year both times, and I'm here to help you do the same. I believe that we have an ingrained ability to figure out what we need to do, make it happen, and do it in a way that awes the world. If you're ready to stop falling off the wagon, create solid routine and healthy habits, and finally feel your best inside and out, all while enjoying dino nuggets on your salad, you are in the right place. We're about to transform your journey, my friend. Get pumped up. It is tough love time. Our listener community on Facebook is called the Tough Love Mom Squad, so I asked them what they wanted to hear about over the summer. Just give me ideas and we'll talk about it. And one mom wanted to know more about my Ironman experience, specifically what that journey looked like, how I got started in triathlon, and how I trained to get to the point to complete an Ironman. So how perfect that this fits in the challenge review category of episodes. Basically, a challenge review is where I do some sort of physical challenge, like upcoming. I'm doing the Memorial Day Murph for like my ninth or 10th year in a row. Um, I'll talk about that in the upcoming weeks. I've talked about my four by four by 48, um, just little things like that, that I think moms are capable of taking on. That'll push you to your limits and challenge you. I do a review of that and let you know what I think is beneficial for moms, kind of how to set yourself up for it and how to go about doing that. So this we're talking about triathlons and specifically an Ironman for moms. And that's what we're talking about today. First up, a triathlon is defined as something that is swim, bike, run. You swim for a leg of the race, you bike for a leg of the race, it's usually road biking, and then you run. There's also trail triathlons where you swim and then you do like mountain biking and then you do a trail run, but traditional triathlons are a swim either outdoor in an open water capacity or in a pool. I've done both road cycling, and then a run, usually on paved road. Um, Distances, the most common ones are a sprint distance, which ends up being anywhere from like two to 400 meters of swimming, um, anywhere from like 12 to 20 miles of biking, and then a 5k. There's the Olympic distance, which is double that. So you're swimming about 800 meters, you're, you're biking anywhere from like 20 to 40 miles, And then you're running a 10K. There's a half 
triathlon or a 70.3, which totals the miles total 70.3. It's a 1.2 mile swim, a 56 mile bike, and then you run a half marathon. And then there's a full triathlon or the branded name is an Ironman distance triathlon. And that is a 2.4 mile swim, 112 miles of biking, and then you run a marathon. Um, offshoots of triathlons, there's duathlons, there's reverse triathlons. They're not as common. Um, duathlons obviously are a run and then a bike, um, sometimes a swim and then a run, but usually it's a run or yes, a bike and then a run. But again, overall triathlons are the most common of this type of endurance event. And again, these are endurance events. So there's less of a focus on strength and more so endurance, cardiovascular endurance and training. This is what I love about this kind of event and this kind of physical challenge is the training is diverse. It's very different than just training for a cycling race or a running race, like training for a 10 K you're mostly going to focus on just running, but with triathlon, there's three disciplines each leg of the race, the swim, the bike, the run, I'll refer to that today as a discipline. But basically, you're having to focus your energies on all three. So it's really hard to get bored, in my opinion, when it comes to this training, your body also will have ample time to recover between different types of training sessions. And if you struggle in one of these disciplines more than the others, you can usually lean on your strengths in another discipline, especially when you're racing. So if you're a really strong runner, but you're really struggle at swimming, you can really lean on that running strength when it comes to the race time and, um, as well as like how you diversify your amount training. It sounds like it's complicated, but it's really not, uh, back in my triathlon days, to be totally transparent, I definitely overtrained. I will not be shy in saying that because I learned a lot of hard lessons in the course of realizing that I was overtraining. Now, because of that, in the peak, at the peak of my Ironman training days, I was probably working out around 20 hours a week on my more intense weeks. You know, you have taper weeks where you back off a little bit, let your body restore. Those are more like 12 to 15 hours. But on like heavier weeks, I was definitely training for about 20 to 24 hours a week, which is a lot. Now you can no doubt train for an Ironman in less than that amount of time for sure, hands down, but there are longer training days. That's something you cannot get around. Um, Doesn't need to add up to 20 hours a week, but to be honest, the longer training sessions is a big reason why I haven't gotten back into triathlons since having kids. The logistics, I'll talk about that that stuff at the end um, and where I weigh the pros and cons from a mom's perspective to help you decide if this is a good season to embark on a journey to a triathlon or an Ironman. But in summary, the training for a triathlon in general is diverse, which has so many benefits. You will no doubt be swimming, biking, and running, but also adding in strength training and having that kind of diversity keeps it really fun. You can lean on your strengths if you're weak in a different area, one of the disciplines. And if you're like me, you can just be average at anything, which is a great way to be. And there can be a lot of logistics to consider. That's kind of a downside. If you're a planner, it's definitely more manageable, but there's a lot of logistics when it comes to training that you just have to consider and think through 
as you take it on. Now, I want to give you my experience and my story getting into triathlons really quick so you know where I'm coming from. I grew up playing volleyball and in my head told myself for years that I was not a runner. In college, I did a 5K with some friends and eventually did some mud runs, like obstacle course races. And those eventually led me to randomly spur of the moment. I'm not very spontaneous, especially back in that day. But I ended up signing up for a sprint triathlon because I thought, why not? Let's just give it a shot. Uh, I rode my dad's triathlon bike. I barely trained for it, but I had some good endurance, just physicality base that I could work with. And as I crossed the finish line of that triathlon, I had already decided in my head that I was going to do an Ironman. I'm the kind of person who I go all in on something. And that began my two-year journey from believing I was not a runner to finishing an Ironman triathlon. Um, This was summer 2014 that I got into it. Like I said, I was riding my dad's bike. I found free training plans online. I did a few sprint triathlons just to get my feet wet, metaphorically speaking. And in the fall of that year, I ended up signing up for my first Olympic distance triathlon. I was finishing pretty well in my age groups, um, definitely was competitive in it and getting faster as I trained and got more just diligent about how I was approaching training. And I really enjoyed it, enjoyed it because like I said, it was challenging, but I was also finishing really well in my age groups. Um, even though I was pretty average at every single discipline and really believed that I was still not a runner so recently. Now, during that time, I was also in the midst of student teaching and training for these longer distance races as they were upcoming on top of student teaching was really busy. I was getting up really early in the morning. I would go swim or do strength, a strength workout at like five or 6 a.m., go teach all day, do my classwork. And I would, after school, go train some more, usually a run or a bike. My weekends, I had longer training sessions, usually Saturday or Sunday, I had a long run. And I would also have a brick workout, which is basically a back-to-back you bike. And then you go straight into running because obviously you have to do that in a race. So your body has to physically prepare for it as well in your training. Um, June of the next year, 2015 is when I did my first half Ironman. So again, that 1.2 mile swim, 56 mile bike and running a half marathon that was up in Syracuse, New York in July. So one month later, my husband and I got married and that the rest of that summer and fall, I did more sprints and Olympics in the Southeastern United States. Cause that's where we were living at the time. And I forgot what time of the year it was, but at some point in that next year, I did uh, a New Orleans half Ironman. And I think it was the spring of 2016. And around that same time, I signed up for my first full Ironman triathlon, which was in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Actually, usually a full Ironman is 140.6 miles. Because of the bike course they use for the Chattanooga Ironman, it's four extra miles. Instead of biking 112 miles, you bike 116. And so Ironman Chattanooga is actually a 144.6. And that's what I signed up for. That was slated for September 25th, 2016. So leading up to that through the summer, I did some more sprints and Olympics again, just to 
work them into my training plan, be able to train for races and that race environment and feeling while also having that end goal of a big triathlon at the end. You kind of plan out your race season with your end goal, your like main race in mind. You call it your A race. And then you've got like B and C races. And those can be different distances based on, I'm not talking way more, way more in depth on racing planning, but basically you have B and C races as well that help you work up to this A race. They kind of work into your training plan. So that's how I set up that year upcoming to that main race. Um, I did at this point pay for a more personalized training plan, but I wasn't working with, with a coach one-on-one at all. But 2016 is when I moved on from free internet training plans and paid for something a little more specified to my end goal, to the timeline I was on. Um, I think we took into account when I was doing certain races and what that would look like overall for me. Now, that race, that Ironman was a blast in the most, (laughs) I suffered so bad, but did something so cool kind of way. So I know it's totally weird unless you can understand that or have walked it. It's weird to think about that, but it was one of the best, funnest, things I've ever done in my life. I want to give you a quick race synopsis because this mom did specifically ask about what that Ironman journey was like. So that was my journey leading up to it. But I want to talk about that day because it was such a unique experience. And I want you to feel like there's so many ups and downs. So it starts with the swim, right? The swim was downstream, which was great. Unfortunately, In triathlon in general, this is like any distance you do, open water, just swimming in general is like one of the most weak points for the most amount of people. Open water swimming is a different beast because it's so different than a pool. You can't see where you're going. There's not lane lines. And some people freak out in the water. Now, thankfully, I'm very confident in the water. I was very comfortable. But that day, and Honestly, in every triathlon I've done, there were a lot of inexperienced open water swimmers. If you've only trained in a pool and then you do a triathlon and the swim is in a lake or in a river and you've never swam in the open water before, it can be, it, you don't know how you're going to react. And some people don't train in the open water at all. I did open water training because I knew I would be swimming in open water. Um, But because there's lots of inexperienced open water swimmers, it got kind of dangerous. You kind of have to fight your way out there, which I kind of find fun. But um, because it was downstream, (laughs) it's a fast time. I had a really fast time. You transition to the bike. So I changed and I got fueled up with all the food I would need for 116 miles. And I hit the road. Uh, lots of lots of hills. And what's crazy is most of the route was actually in Georgia. It wasn't even in Tennessee. And this is where I noticed things started to get really ugly. Um, It was an unusually hot day for Tennessee in September. It was actually over 100 degrees most of that day on September 25th, 102 degrees specifically. So lots of people on the second half of the bike course I noticed were cramping probably that final 30 miles ish. Um, I saw a lot of people just thrown in the towel, taking, getting off their bikes, <laughs> walking them and saying, I'm done. And so I finished the bike. Um, at one point on the course, 
a bunch of the pros. It was like a double loop type of situation on part of it. So when I was on like my first part of the loop, I saw the pros pass me on the, on the second, they were on their second one, which was really cool. And they're so fast. It's mind blowing to see the speed at which they race. (laughs) But at that point, um, I finished the bike transitioned again to take on the marathon, which is 26.2 miles on foot. Now the course in Chattanooga at this time, seven years ago was a double. And I think it still is probably, but it's a double loop course. So you run 13.1 and then you run the same course again to finish your marathon. Um, which is torture halfway through because you're passing the finish line and you're only halfway through the run and you can hear people finishing. But nonetheless, back, I'm going to backtrack to five miles in. You get your, your mile markers. And I remember I hit the five mile one and my stomach started to cramp up. My coach came by, he noticed I was walking, which is weird because usually you can, you can, you get your legs under, you can run the first like 10, 13 miles. Some people just run the whole thing. I was planning on walking when I needed to, but my endurance was real good at that point, And I didn't think I'd have to for a long time, but five miles in, I was like hunched over stomach in pain. My coach came by on the bike and said, Hey, have this Coca-Cola. It's going to get your digestive system moving again. So I said, okay, whatever will work. And, uh, I didn't even make it to the porta potty. That's how quick it might Basically what had happened was because of the heat, because of the exertion I was putting my body through my stomach, like obviously all the blood is flowing to my my limbs, my, in my major organs to keep them working and to keep my, my body moving. And so it draws blood away from other things that don't need to be happening. It's kind of like that fight or flight thing. Your digestive system stops working. Not, not to the point where it's like not working at all, but it, your, your bodily systems don't put your focus and energy there. They put them to everything else to keep you surviving and in fight or flight. So my body said, you're going to stop digesting because we need to focus on everything else going on right now. Cause what's happening to your body. And so my, my stomach stopped digesting. I couldn't get fuel in me. Fuel wasn't moving. And that's why I was cramping so badly. So I did poop my pants. <laughs> We're all moms here. So we can laugh about that. Um, before I got to that porta potty at mile like six and basically the next 21 miles, I did like a walk run and I mean, I would run for maybe like a hundred yards and then I had to walk and I was like, I was walking at a good pace. Like, I mean, probably a 14 mile per hour. No, not 14 mile per hour. Um, 14 minute per mile pace walking, which is a real fast power walk. Um, but I was miserable. <laughs> that was like a, not a fun marathon. It was the only marathon I've ever done. Um, my watch did die. My goal the whole day, <laughs> this part always cracks me up. At the beginning of the day, my goal was to finish at a, like within a certain amount of time. And by the end of the day, by the time I was suffering through the marathon, my goal became to simply not get carted off on one of those golf carts and getting to the finish line on my own two feet or four limbs. If I was crawling, I was determined to not get carted off because I saw so many people since like the very end of the bike course, just get carted off to the end because they couldn't physically do it. And my body was getting to the point for sure where I probably could have 
if I had pushed too hard, I might not have made it, but I did listen to my body. Obviously started walking, even though I didn't want to walk. Um, lots of people were just overheating, dehydrated. It was bad, but I did do it. My blisters were nasty. I had so much chafing like between my legs and my armpits, despite two years of so much training and so much mileage. And I was emotional at the end because I'd done something I did not know I was capable of. And two years prior, I told myself I, that wasn't me. Like I, I believed I was not a runner and I had just done a marathon on top of what, 118.4 extra miles of other types of endurance events. And I was emotional, but I couldn't even produce tears when I cried because of what my body had gone through. It was dehydrated. I was delirious. Um, was it worth it? 100%. Would I do it again? Maybe. Should you do it? Let's talk. So pros and cons. I want to do the cons first because I refuse to end on the negative. The biggest downside to me is the logistics. Again, there's three disciplines, swim, bike, run. So it's swimming. You've got, you've got to do some pool training. That's the best place to train. It's the safest place to train. So you need access to a pool. And then there's the hours and the logistics of getting there. Um, you know, setting aside that time. Cause you can't, unless it's like a YMCA where there's childcare or something, you can't like let your kids sit poolside while you train. That just can't work. Right. So you need some sort of childcare while you go swim train. Um, you also want to do open water training. And in that situation, one, you need to be comfortable doing it Two, You need a spotter. It's very dangerous to go out and open water swim without someone there on the shore, seeing where you're at, knowing where you're training. So that's another logistic when it comes to biking, there's times where that training can get really lengthy because that in any race in any distance of a triathlon, that's where you spend a majority of the miles. And so you want to spend a majority of your miles training there. Runs are probably the most accessible, accessible piece of training because of jogging strollers and how easy it is to get out on the road and just put some shoes on, right? And get out there even with your kids. But there's three, three different disciplines that you have to consider tons of different types of logistics for. Um, and with kids, it's just a different level of coordinating, Eventually, especially if you're doing a longer distance triathlon, sometimes you'll be doing two a days, which is more logistics, more time, um, brick workouts, which means combination of two disciplines. I even did some swim runs and the workouts can just get long. Like I had a couple days where I was biking 80 plus miles and that takes multiple hours. You're setting aside basically your whole day for training, um, all of this can totally be done. Moms out there cross Ironman finish lines all the time. You just have to ask yourself, can you make it work in this season? And can you and your husband make it work in this season? Is it, are these sacrifices you're willing to make? Or is it something that needs to be shelved for a different year? Uh, Cost is another big factor because triathlon is not cheap. There's gear for each discipline for swimming, uh, probably the least amount of gear, you know, goggles and a swim cap and some swimsuits for biking bikes are bikes can range from a couple hundred dollars to thousands of dollars. Um, and if you're traveling for races, you've got to consider getting all your stuff there. 
Ironman races specifically, if that's what you're looking at, those cost money and they're the more on the more expensive end. Um, you know, you want to add in other races to your training schedule, you pay to register for those. So all of those things, bike maintenance, all of these things cost money. So it is a pretty expensive hobby and endurance event to take on. And most hobbies do incur a cost, but triathlon can just end up adding up um, without you kind of noticing. So that's another thing. And I would say the last downside to triathlons is it's very easy to overtrain, especially if you're type A like me, you want to do things the right way and get them done and do all the things. And if you're going longer distances, it can be easy to think like I did where, oh, I just need to do more and more and more to build my endurance. When rest truly is your best friend in making progress and not burning out your muscular endurance and plateauing. Um, But aside from those three, the logistics, the cost, and the ease of overtraining, the ability to fall into that really easily, I don't see many other downsides to taking on triathlons. Let's talk about some of the pros, some of the upsides. First up, long-term health benefits are massive. A lot of the training for triathlons is done in zone two, and that steady state cardio has been shown to have so many benefits for your long-term health. This is also combines a lot of diverse training, right? You're doing swimming, which is very low impact and great for your cardiovascular system. Same with cycling. It works different muscles than running does. People that do just running training, they're just doing marathons. That's a lot of impact on your body. Whereas triathlon, you're doing these different disciplines. So there's less of a chance of injury from overuse than if you're just running or just cycling or just weightlifting, you're getting this great diversity of how you're using your body day to day. It's also really competitive, not just with other people, but with yourself. And I find so much beauty in that because you get to see what you're truly capable of when you're pushing your own boundaries and saying, Ooh, I did this, you know, last year at this triathlon. Let's see what I can do this year. It's fun to see even progress in your splits on training runs or rides or chasing down people in races. It's so fun and so rewarding on a level that no medal or number on the scale can show you. The community for triathlon is also so vast. Like I said, moms cross Ironman finish lines every single weekend, but even locally there's swim groups, there's run groups, there's cycling clubs. It's hard to make friends as a mom, just speaking from experience, (laughs) but doing triathlons can really help with that. It's a built-in community. And the biggest and my most favorite benefit to doing triathlons is the belief that you get to build in yourself, especially if you take on an Ironman, because that's something that people will hear what's entailed and they'll go, you did what? That's amazing. And while it is pretty darn cool and quite a feat of physical ability, once you do it, you go anyone's capable of this. And I believe I've done it. I haven't done it as a mom, but I hundred percent believe any mom is capable of it. I know for a fact I could do it again, even though I'm a mom now. And I just want to encourage you that when you are able to do something, you don't know if you're capable of your belief in yourself will rise, but your belief in what humans around you, the moms around you, the people in your life are capable of will grow too. And it just, impacts everything. So take all of this into account 
and ask, is this a season logistically we could make it work? What is my plan going into it, into triathlon? And what is my end goal? Then just get after it. We are so much more capable than our minds lead us to believe. I will stand on that statement because triathlon is what helped me realize that. It helped me realize I'm more capable than when I have believed my whole life. And maybe it'll do the same for you. Before you go, thank you for spending this time with me on the Tough Love Mom podcast. If this episode encouraged you in any way, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a review letting me know how this show has impacted you. Then send this episode to another mom friend or take a screenshot, post it on social media and tag me so I can personally thank you for helping me on this journey to impact thousands of moms. I'm so grateful to be on this journey with you, sister. Until next time, get after it.